This is the Basement Sports Podcast presented to you by the College Essential Blog. Uh, the Essential Blog for all degenerate gamblers. Go to that. This is at the Degenerate L1 on Twitter. Today, we are talking to Jeff DiMatteo from Gridiron Ratings. Jeff, what's going on, man? Hey, Josh. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? So uh, go ahead and tell, tell everybody uh, what are you exactly about. Who is Gridiron Ratings? Who are you exactly? Let's uh, go ahead and plug anything you have. Uh, well, I am a lifelong fantasy football player. I actually started at seven. Nice. Uh, I started playing football and keeping my own stats right around seven, eight years old. And I got into my first real money leagues by the time I was in high school. And uh, so I've been doing it ever since. And I'm you know pushing 40 now, so I'm an old man when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I've developed a few methods over that time that have helped me become very successful in terms of playing in Dynasty, Redraft, you know, a lot of local leagues. And I've been starting to really branch out into some of the bigger tournaments now that we have DraftKings and, you know, FanDuel and all these other options. Right. It seems, uh, yeah, uh, it seems that it keeps growing. Yeah, fantasy just keeps growing and growing. Uh, do you just grow with it? What kind of uh, leagues do you play? What's your favorite leagues to play? So I play in all kinds of leagues. My favorite, though, are the non-kicker, full IDP, mm. what we call blend leagues. So you get you know seven to ten guys on offense offensive players and then you get seven to ten defensive players and so you end up starting you know somewhere between 14 and 20 uh-huh. players and then you keep a pretty deep de- deep bench so you know you're playing defensive tackles and corners yeah. and tight ends and you've got the whole gamut wow and, that's uh, yeah that's different i've i've always heard about uh, like having leagues where you pick defensive players but i've never played in one it sounds like fun uh so you want to go ahead and get right into the fantasy questions start talking some football yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so first I want to go with, um, obviously, he's definitely, he's kind of an enigma. He really is. He can either be the best or the top tier, or he could be absolutely terrible. What are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield this season? What do you think, what's his, going to be his ceiling? Where Do you think he's going to be really good, or do you think he's just going to be mediocre again? Well, I, I think asking him to be really good this year might be a bit of a stretch, right. and I think the coaching staff is going to help him, but this is his third different coaching staff in three years. Right. It's getting to the point now where we're almost approaching Alex Smith territory, where we keep changing his coordinators, keep changing his coaches, his position guys. And everything's changing every year. Right. And that's not a way for a young quarterback to be successful. No. Uh, yeah. When I pull up my projections, I've got him sitting in kind of the low twenties, high teens. He's basically a low end QB two right now. Okay. Um, I I don't love him, but the thing is, he's got a ton of upside, and his mm-hmm. upside is going to be predicated on the performance of guys like Rashard Higgins, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku. The assumption being that some of those secondary pass catchers, one of them has to have an impact if he's going to be a viable fantasy uh, asset. Right, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I hear that. Do you think, uh, I know this isn't on the original questions, I just thought of it. Do you think Baker Mayfield's the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North? No. I think he is more, t- and I'm basing this purely on talent. Right. Right. So I watch all the tape, and I, I tend to scout guys on my own. Mm-hmm. And when I watch Baker Mayfield, I think he is tremendously talented. I think he has it between the ears, but I think there's a little bit of ego that needs to be massaged. I'd argue that he's more physically talented at this point in his career than, say, Ben Roethlisberger is at this okay. point in his career. And uh, I don't think that's a stretch, but you know, Lamar Jackson's still the class of the division, and then Joe Burrow's an unknown quantity to some degree as a rookie. So I'll, I'll call him, you know, number two right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I can definitely go with that analysis. Let's uh, let's go ahead and keep it on the quarterbacks. Uh, what quarterbacks do you like for fantasy that aren't exactly on the elite or top tier? 
uh, part of the NFL. You know, everyone seems to love guys like you know, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, right. you know, Kyler Murray's getting a lot of love right now. Mm-hmm. But I've been picking up Matt Ryan pretty much everywhere, and Matt I'm getting Ryan. him for damn near nothing. <laughs> right. He's been basically free in every league I pick him up in. Right. And he's a guy where every year you can count on him to go ahead and just ring up, you know, you're putting about 4,500, 4,600 yards on the board, 30-plus touchdowns, and he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's not going to run a lot. He's not a sexy play. Mm-hmm. But when you're throwing to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and they added Todd Gurley, you know, knee issues be damned. They got it done with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of scrubs last year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Todd Gurley's going to do better than those guys. Right. You know, you add Hayden Hurst, who's more athletic than Austin Hooper. Like, this is all primed and set up for a guy like Matt Ryan to have a great year. Right, yeah. Playing some defenses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan would definitely be a great pickup. I mean, you could definitely get him late. He uh, He's going to be consistent. He's been in the, He's been on winning teams before. He knows how to get it done. Uh, so, again, let's, let's keep going with quarterbacks. We keep bringing up Lamar Jackson, so let's go ahead and talk about him. Do you think Lamar Jackson's going to have another year of dominance, or do you think he's going to take another step back? Well, I feel like there has to be some level of regression back to whatever his eventual mean is going to be. Right. I find it hard to believe that any quarterback in the NFL can sustain 1,000 yards rushing every mm-hmm. year. Right. Now, my projection model still plugs him in around 900. Okay. Which is a ton. Right. And I keep looking at that number and scratching my head, but as it stands right now, there's not enough data to tell us it won't happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about a guy that's not throwing a ton of picks, he actually throws the ball surprisingly well. Everyone talks about the rushing, mm-hmm. but he does a great job delivering the ball into tight windows. Yeah. He finds the open guy. Like, he's not turning the ball over. Uh, it, he's going to be one of those guys for at least the next three years we can count on him being in that top tier, you know, one of the top three to four quarterbacks for fantasy that's out there. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just going to continually get drafted and, and drafted first overall, and you know, uh, uh, maybe not first overall, but just like in the beginning parts of the uh, the draft. And um, oh, I, I do have I do have one question for you. Speaking of uh, for drafting quarterbacks, uh, I tend to draft quarterbacks very early in my draft, as in like first or second round, because I, I just sometimes they just win games for me. But that's not exactly in a popular opinion. What are your thoughts on drafting a quarterback in the first or second round in your fantasy leagues? I haven't done it since 1999, <laughs> um, And I think that might have been like Peyton Manning right uh-huh. around in there. Maybe it was Michael Vick. I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. Uh-huh. Here's the deal. The difference between a Lamar Jackson who's running for 1,000 and throwing for 4,000 more right. and the next quarterback, there's a big gap. Right. However, the gap between the second quarterback, if that guy is, say, Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott or whoever, mm-hmm. and 11th quarterback is shockingly small. Yeah. So you're not giving up very many points a week. However, if you pass on an elite running back in the first round, mm-hmm. you know, you pass on a guy like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley or an Alvin Kamara, by the time you can replace him in your lineup, instead of losing two to three points a week, you're losing six to seven points a week. Gotcha. And so now you have to make those points up somewhere else in your roster. And your quarterback, though consistent, isn't necessarily the best way to do it. I believe Lamar Jackson is a freak and an anomaly, and you're going to see him get overdrafted year after year until he falls off. Mm. But I would happily let somebody else take him early, and then I'll load up and take a couple stud running backs and a stud wide receiver, and I'm going to beat you at every other position. Mm -hmm. your positional advantage at quarterback. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's keep going with quarterbacks. I just uh, this 
so interesting right now. And one of the interesting stories from the draft about a about a quarterback is got to be uh, Jordan Love getting drafted by the Packers. I just really just, I, I've always seen Aaron Rodgers get drafted pretty early uh, and always be pretty consistent with uh, fantasy. What are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers this year and his relationship with the Packers and how that's going to affect his play this year? Well, this is kind of the, the beginning of the end for Aaron Rodgers. Whether so? Jordan Love is the guy or not yeah. is irrelevant. What we're seeing in his play, now, you know, you can look at the stats and he's still considered a very good to nearly quarterback, right? Right. However, the thing you don't see in the box score is that he is among the top two or three quarterbacks the last couple of years in throwaways. Oh, really? He's not, he's not pushing the ball downfield. He's taking more sacks. He's throwing the ball way more often. And some of that's due to a lack of weapons and pass catchers. Yeah. At the end of the day, if the quarterback, the trigger man, isn't getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers, he's really not helping you win. Right. And that's probably why he's being pushed down. Like He's a low-end QB1 for me, maybe a high-end QB2 right now. Uh-huh. And a lot of that has to do with this offense is basically telling us, you know, teams always lie to you. They'll tell you, oh, we're going to throw it, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They don't lie with their draft picks. They don't lie with their signings. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't go out and get another wide receiver. They right. went out and they drafted a 240-pound running back to go with, you know, their other stable of running backs. Right. I expect Packers to increasingly run the football and then go ahead and throw it as needed, allowing Rodgers to be hyper-efficient but with his throwaways and sacks taken and... Let's be clear, he's getting older. Right. We get to a point where we're probably cashing out on Aaron Rodgers and we see him either in another jersey or riding off into the sunset the next three years. Yeah, that stat of uh, top three quarterbacks and throwaways is is absolutely telling. I, I mean, I bet you, I, I mean, I think you're completely right. This is the Packers are looking at let's load up on running back let's get ready for the next wave of the future and i mean yeah you're right aaron is not getting any younger he really isn't he's he's continually getting older and older so they're gonna have to find a, a, a replacement for him uh so i do want to switch it up a little bit uh i was talking with another uh fantasy uh twitter uh and we were talking about tight ends and uh he mentioned that jack doyle is going to have an absolutely incredible year this year. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think of Jack Doyle, and what tight ends do you think could have a surprising season of success here? Well, I'll co-sign the Jack Doyle thing. I've got him coming down with about 90, there's 91 targets in wow. the Colts offense for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a pretty big number when you're thinking about potentially getting to 70 catches, maybe six touchdowns. Like This is a guy that's going to be a top 10 tight end at the end of the year. Right. Um, he won't be sexy or flashy. He's not going to be Kelsey or any of these other tight end one every week. Right. But you know, he's going to help keep you in your fantasy contests, and you're going to get him for probably nearly free. Because most people are going to fall over themselves to get Kelsey, right. Kittle, Darren Waller, uh, Mark Andrews. The tight end landscape is so deep this year. Right. I love Doyle. You know, a couple other guys, Hayden Hurst in Atlanta. Hayden Some Hurst. folks, you know, are starting to kind of get hip to that, and they're overdrafting him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if he starts to slide in that tight end 8, 9, 10 category, he's worth grabbing in your draft. Oh, and, yeah. uh, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert. Um, he went with the Jags. Yeah. And uh, this guy's finally healthy for 16 games last year. Mm-hmm. And we've been looking for that. As fantasy players, we've been dying to see Tyler Eifert healthy for 16 games. Granted, the Bengals' offense was miserable. Right. And hard to watch. Right. And uh, it, it impacted him greatly. Now, he goes to... Jacksonville, where he's teaming back up with Jay Gruden, who was his OC in Cincinnati during his glory years. Mm-hmm. And I think there may be one last hurrah in it for Eifert, and we're in a position right now where we can look at it and say, all right, well, 
Eifert's playing with his OC again. You got a young quarterback in Gardner Minshew. And really, the wide receiver group outside of DJ Chark is kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of potential there for a guy like Eifert, and you're going to get him with the last pick in your draft. Trust me, as a as a Bengals fan, I've been wanting to see him in a uh, as a complete healthy 16 games for a long, long time, but he just can't stay out there. Yeah, and it's just watching. miserable to watch. Yeah, yeah, the miserable offense, miserable defense, miserable watching Tyler Eifert continually go out there and like snap his leg. When he did that against Atlanta, I knew it was like, oh gosh, this is. Really, that was a, that was a deal breaker for him with the Bengals. So, uh, yeah. So, um, what rookies are you looking at in this draft? What uh, what rookies are do you think like you might take pretty high? Might have a, a good fantasy stock. You know, this is a really bizarre year for rookies, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with all the pandemic issues and all the craziness that's going on in the world. We're not getting into the rookie camps are basically canceled, so right. these guys haven't had any on field reps of their coaches yet. Mm. The mini camps are getting truncated. We're potentially losing two preseason games. Yeah. All of those reps that help these guys start getting acclimated to the NFL game have evaporated. Right. So part of my strategy this year with my rookie picks, despite how great all these players appear, is that I've been over-indexing on young, proven players. Yeah. And uh, the the only guys I've been really leveraging are the guys like your... Um, I'm trying to think, like, who did I go after? I went after Jonathan Taylor. It's mostly running backs because mm-hmm. running backs don't require as much playbook time as wide receivers. Right. Um, I've been picking early because I've been trading up. Yeah. So in a lot of my leagues, I'm sitting in pick 10, 11, 12, and I'm taking either Keyshawn Vaughn as he falls to me, or I'm mm-hmm. packaging that pick with a second or a future asset, and I'm bumping up to go get a, a Taylor or a J.K. Dobbins. Right. Um, one of all those guys, from an IDP standpoint, uh, Patrick Queen is yeah. a guy that I'm really high on. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I'd say those are kind of the key guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a couple stash and pray guys right. that, that are about their cold commit for the Bears if you want a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I'm trying my best to actually stay away from a lot of the rookies as best I can. Right. Is Joe Burrow the real deal? I think so. Uh, the, the, the Bengals fan base is a little mature. He's a little older coming into the league, mm-hmm. and that's going to help him. But I wouldn't expect him to come out and be Pat Mahomes year one. Right. So we need to temper expectations. He's not going to do what he did at LSU in the NFL from day one. Right. It's going to take him two, maybe three years to really get caught up. AJ yeah. Green's got to go away. T. Higgins needs to kind of mature and blossom. You know, Tyler Boyd's a guy I like a lot this year. Yeah. And I think Burrow's going to find him over the middle, and uh, he'll be the the Justin Jefferson type guy for Burrow. I think for the first couple of years. Here. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So. I'm with you on that, and again, as a Bengals fan, I pray to God that that actually happens, and he just develops into this monster. Uh, so let's I want to go ahead and jump from fantasy over to uh, just normal wins and losses. Uh, who's your Super Bowl champion? So, I'm a 49ers fan. Oh, oh so you beat us and twice in the Super Bowl, really? I, I actually, you know, I'm in my office right now, and I'm actually looking at a scorecard from Super Bowl 16 that's got one of the original patches they wore on their jerseys for oh. that game. And uh, it's right next to my signed Joe Montana jersey and uh, matching statue. Oh, my but, God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you I break said my that heart my box more. for a minute. Oh, that's it's funny. More Ravens. You think the Ravens. Ba- so you think the Baltimore Ravens can actually get it done this year? I think so. Uh, adding Derek Wolf and Calais Campbell on the D line yeah. is going to be enough to really kind of solidify that run defense a little bit, where they were exposed badly, right. you know, in the playoffs. Right. Then you add 
two two guys at linebacker that I think are just absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe they walked away with Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. Yeah, both of those guys are be stalwarts. You know, and we talk about how great Lamar Jackson is, but in a year or two, we'll be bringing up this defense. You know, is it as good as the two thousand Ravens? And it might be. Right. Uh, well, Jeff, I gotta say this is a great interview. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, helping me out and. Be, being a guest, uh, one more question for you. What have you been doing during the quarantine to keep yourself from going completely insane? <laughs> well, I work from home anyway. Yeah. So the only thing that's changed for me is that uh, our workload has actually just increased. Right. So in my day job, I work for a dot-com. We, we sell premium high-end audio AV equipment. Mm-hmm. So when someone wants to build like a quarter-million-dollar stereo system, they call us. Right. And... Um, People are stuck at home, so they want to buy a lot more of these systems. Right. So every day is like Black Friday. It's been bananas for like four months. <laughs> and uh, but no, it's for me. It's like we don't. I've got two little kids, uh-huh. and so we, we don't get to go out that much anyway. The only right. difference is, you know, going to the grocery store and everyone's wearing gloves and masks. And right. I walked into the zombie apocalypse here. Right. Right. But um, you know, it's for me. It hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. Uh, so there's really nothing to keep sane from, I guess. And I guess I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hopefully in the next few weeks, things can start kind of maybe circling back to normal a little bit, despite, you know, everything else that's going on. Right. And uh, we can focus on football again. Right. Jeff DiMatteo from Gridiron Ratings, thank you so much. Really, if you want to plug anything before you go, um, I'd love to have you on again. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and plug anything you got right now. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, you can find me on Twitter. It's NFL underscore DiMatteo, D-I-M-A-T-T-E-O. Uh, you know, check out our site, gridironratings.com. We're getting ready to launch our 2020 um, premium draft kit, our projections and ratings. All of our ratings are in a Madden style. So when you look at a player, uh, you know, he'll have an overall rating, you know, 99 to all the way down to one. And we'll just let you know if he's worth uh, rostering. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a great way and a great tool to kind of add context to your draft. So, uh, we hope to see you there, and if you have questions about it when you get there, we have a live chat button, click it, and odds are you're going to talk to me. So that that's kind of cool for, for everybody involved, and I'll be more than happy to help you with your draft or whatever else you got going on. Jeff, thank you so much, and i got to say, if they're talking to you, they're going to have a good time because I was talking to you, and I had a great time. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you so much, man. would love to have you back on the show soon. Hey, anytime, man. Take care, Josh. Yep, take care, Jeff. All right, that was Jeff DiMatteo in a great interview from uh, Gridiron Ratings. I know we'll be going kind of heavy fantasy and we're going kind of heavy NFL football, but right now that's where a lot of our listeners are. Doesn't mean that's the only thing we're doing. We're going to keep doing all sports and everything. Uh, but right now, uh, we're, we're just kind of focusing on the NFL, t- focusing on football. If you would like to hear anything else, please comment, say something, and uh, we'll move on. Uh, thank you so much. Next week, I believe we have Paul uh, from the UK. Look at that. Basement Sports Podcast going global. We have Paul from the UK talking some more NFL next week. Uh, I appreciate all of you. Uh, the blog should be out sometime next week. I have been in and out of town, so it's been really hard for me to get a blog out there, but it's going to be out there soon. Uh, love all you. Thank you so much for the support, and uh, have a good one.